A lot of people just assume that, you know, interest rates go up, cap rates have to go up. What cap rates are is a product of demand. Hello and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hello and welcome back to Pillars of Wealth Creation. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. With me on these Wednesdays, as we always have, we got Matt Jones. Matt, how are you doing today? I'm doing awesome. How are you doing, Todd? I'm doing fantastic. Um, what are we going to talk about, Matt? We're going to be talking about the cap rate decompression and interest rates. Ah, so everybody's all worried or thinking that cap rates are going to just start expanding now that uh, interest rates are going up and the economy is getting rocky, which they're potentially right. And so what does that look like? And, and how, is, how is it all uh, related? And, uh, you know, how do interest rates play into this? So as everybody obviously knows, interest rates have gone from, you know, being very favorable. We locked into a loan at 2.77, I believe, uh, last year, just a year ago. Just, yeah, that was, I believe it was like May of 2021. And we're sitting here a year later and you're lucky to lock in, um, you know, 5%. So interest rates have gone up. The, the, the Fed's talking about raising, uh, you know, even more. One of the things, uh, the banks, the lenders have actually priced in future rate changes already. So as we see the Fed continue to raise, I don't think the lenders are going to raise as quickly. Um, so you're not necessarily going to see the, it's not apples for apples necessarily, but you're still going to see interest rates continue to rise. We'll see how far they go. I, I think there's a chance they they start approaching six and maybe even uh, you know get into the sixes. What's that going to do to cap rates? It's not a one for one to one ratio, which a lot of people think. A lot of people just assume that, you know, interest rates go up, cap rates have to go up. What cap rates are is a product of demand, right? So, so demand and risk, well, which is related to the demand. So the cap rate, is only going to go up when the money goes away, when people are no longer interested in paying a specific price for a property. Of course, interest rates have pressure on that because as I look at my NOI, right? And all of a sudden I add my loan in there and my cash flow goes down and I got to go, whoa, this deal isn't worth it. So we are seeing already negative reaction in the market. The market has softened for sure. I don't want to go as far as saying we're seeing this big cap rate expansion, however. One thing I'll say though, where where I think what we're seeing right now is in from 2021 to 2022, you had year over year price increases in multifamily averaged 21%. That's unprecedented. Where I think very quickly or very easily we will end up having is we will get back down towards 2021 pricing again. Okay. I, I do see that happening. Cap rates 
compressed rapidly in 2022. Where I think you're going to see the most cap rate compression, Matt, is not necessarily on stabilized properties. Okay, so a stabilized property was going to sell for a five cap. That might sell for a five and a quarter cap. Okay. Where I think you're going to see the biggest change is these value add properties where somebody was buying, and, and this is always a, a tricky point too, and we can dive into this, but somebody was buying at a, a value add at current, current NOI, you know, T12, trailing 12 NOI, and they were buying it at a 3.75. Market for a stabilized property in that same market was a five cap. Okay. So they were actually overpaying. Now, nobody's going to, I shouldn't say nobody, but most people aren't telling you they're overpaying. They're just saying, oh, we're, that's what market is. No, that's not what market is. Market's 5%. So what I think you'll start to see is these value adds that we're trading for these cap rates way below market will start to go back up to actual market. So now you'll buy based on T12 at a five versus at a 3.75. That's where I think you'll see the biggest cap rate expansion happening in this market, which is pretty exciting actually for a buyer. Yep. And you know, you, you mentioned one thing earlier about, uh, you know, the interest rates and, um, I, I see that as potentially helping multifamily because as interest rates increase, it becomes a bigger barrier for people to buy single family houses. And so the demand for uh, apartments is gonna continue to be strong as a result of people not being able to get into single family. Yep, so, that, so that's, that's a good point. And so in multifamily, we sell on cap rate, we sell on net operating income, okay? so or which reflects net operating income. Okay. So even if cap rate expands, even if we go from a four and a half cap to a five cap or even a five and a half cap, right? What, what will happen is the value of the building goes down, right? Assuming that net operating income is the exact same. No, if net operating income goes up, because like you said, there's higher demand for these apartments, there's better occupancy, the rents are increasing, and all of a sudden I'm making more money, that cap rate expansion may have zero impact on me. Now, my property value maybe doesn't increase like I want it to, but it doesn't have the impact that you would expect it to have because my NOI, my net operating income, just increased by you know hundred thousand dollars or twenty thousand or whatever that might be. So, okay. So, just so everybody understands, like if you have a million dollar, a one million dollar NOI, net operating income, right, and you have a four you have a four and a half cap, right? So a million dollar NOI and you divide that by four and a half cap, you're at a 22, roughly $22 million valuation, right? If your cap rate expands though, and you take that same million dollars in NOI and you're trying to sell for a, you know, now the new cap, which is a five and a half cap. Now, instead of 22, it's worth 18. Okay. So you can see how 
We just lost $4 million worth of value. But if your NOI goes up, that's where we can recapture it. So, you know, NOI goes up maybe to 1.1. Well, now we're at $20 million worth of value. If it goes up to 1.2, now we're at $22 million worth of value. So will cap rates, will cap rates go up? Will they expand? I think, I think the inevitable answer is likely yes. Will it affect valuations overall of multifamily? I think probably the, the answer is yes. Will it affect it as much as some people think? I mean, I've heard people saying that expect valuations to go down by 50 to 75%. I think that is crazy. I don't see that happening. I think we are in a very different and I've mentioned this before on the show, we're at a very different um, economy than we've ever been. We're in this global economy. We have people buying multifamily and, and commercial real estate all over the world. And cap rates here in the US are very good compared to the rest of the world. And so people are attracted to the US, which is going to keep cap rates low. Also, I still firmly believe in the fundamentals of multifamily. And so there's a, there's a supply demand it kind of just, it, it's, it's headwind. It's in our favor. I mean, it still is. There's more demand than there's supply. And as you alluded to, Matt, as interest rates go up, what's going to happen? Well, somebody who wanted to buy a house is no longer going to be able to afford to buy a house. And so they're going to stay in the apartment. And if the economy goes down, right, um, they're going to stay in the apartment. Now, if the economy goes down, that could affect the rental prices, our opportunity to increase rents drastically. But it all it will likely, uh, if you're in well positioned properties, allow you to keep very full um, and and have a, still a nice, uh, nice income coming in. The other thing uh, we're going to talk about is, is some inflection points, and and that also changes what people can pay for a property, and so that also will uh, affect cap rates. So the higher interest rates go up, the less money you can leverage. If you leverage more, your return actually goes down. So there's a point of diminishing returns. So let's just say we got 6%, we're buying it and, and we go, hey, we wanna leverage this thing. The bank is saying we could get 80% loan to value. It actually may give you a worse cash on cash return by going 80% than it would at 70% because of how high those interest rates are and how low of a cap rate you're coming in at on a purchase price. So on your underwriting, don't always just assume the more leverage, the better. It's, it's worked out really well and, and, you know, recently because we've had interest rates that are so low. But again, as interest rates go up, we've got an inflection point where it actually makes more sense to have less leverage. Now, what that does to us is it requires us to have more cash to come to the table, which then makes people 
you know, less able to buy those properties, which then softens demand a little bit. And diminishes returns. And diminishes returns, right, right. So, yeah, so th these inflection points, uh, you know, are interesting, but you got to look at your models. And, and we always, Matt, we always run models at various leverage points. We've always done that. And, and I think it's now more than ever, it's you have to do that. And so run your models at 60% at, at 70, 65%, 70%, 75%, 80%. Run your models and see what happens to returns. Personally, I would, I would rather have 60, 65% if it's my returns are going to be attractive, right? If they're still going to look attractive and not that much worse then and then seventy five percent. I would rather go, you know, the less leverage because that means less risk for myself and my investors. Now you also have to look at okay. Now we have to raise more money. Can we raise this money confidently? All right, that that has to play into a factor too. But the less leverage, the less risk, the happier everybody can be. Yep, and the better you can weather any storm that comes across you your way. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, uh, it, it's going to be an interesting uh, time here. We're we're excited. Uh, we're always in the market. We're always looking to buy. We're looking at potentially selling. We're looking at you know what we're, how we're going to continue to grow our business. But we're excited for you know just we I I think change is always good. Change is always good when you have a market that is going the same direction for a very long period of time, that's not a good thing, right? And so we've had a market that's been going in the same exact direction for a very long period of time. And it just, it doesn't create a healthy market. And so when we can have some change, when we can have some disruption, it creates a healthy market. And a lot of people don't look at it like that. They think it's bad and uh, they're scared of, of it. Um, to me, I'm excited about it. I'm cautious. Right. But I'm excited about the change in the market. And I think it creates more health. It's just like, why do people start fires in the woods, a controlled fire in, in the woods or in a field? Right. It's to allow things to regrow and allow things to be healthier. That's exactly the same thing that happens with our economy. If it goes up and up and up forever, it becomes a very unhealthy economy. We need ups and downs to keep a healthy economy going. And it creates opportunities too when th there are corrections. Creates opportunities. Um, absolutely. Um, you know, obviously we want to avoid massive ups and massive downs, but um, you know, if we have good ups and downs, I, I, to me that that's, that's what an economy needs. Excellent. So, all right. Anything else, Matt? No, I think that's it for today. All right, man. You have a fantastic rest of the day. Make every day Saturday. Hey, you too. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I appreciate you being a loyal listener. Say, I would love to have you go on to our Facebook page and subscribe, uh, give us a thumbs up, go on to iTunes or wherever you listen and give us a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe. But your rating and review just helps us push this out to more and more people and continue to grow our audience and hopefully positively affect a ton of people out there that really need this and, and want this. So 
the other thing I've got for you is a free ebook on my website. So go on to venturedproperties.com, venturedproperties.com and download our free ebook on real estate and on syndication. And I've got some data points in there, some really good stuff for you. So I'd love to have you take a look at that. It's free. I'm not expecting anything from it. Uh, and, and also look, if you want some help in multifamily, want some help learning, growing, getting your business off the ground, I would love to talk to you about what it would look like, uh, to work with me potentially and see if that's a good fit. So you can go up to coachwithdex.com and check that out. And, uh, we can definitely have a, uh, a call. Thanks a lot for listening. You make it a fantastic rest of the day. I'll catch you on the next episode.